Welcome to the Author Blur Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Maynard. So, in this episode, I'm talking with Jeremiah about his book, The Hive. It's the first in what he discusses to be a multi-series book. Now, we discuss different topics on his book, different things in there that you might find interesting. It's a sci-fi book that takes a whole new direction from what he says on the alien perspective, at least from how it sounds. So with that, I want you to enjoy the conversation, listen to him, and hopefully go out and get his book. So when you get a chance, like I always try to tell you, go to authorblurb.com. Check out his profile. Check out everyone else's profile. Check out the other shows. You can email me there. You can find new guests. You can find articles that some of the guests have written. As long as you're there, I try to give you as much that you could want to find that author that's going to just be the one that you really enjoy. So thank you for being here. I hope you enjoy the show, and I'll talk to you afterwards. Oh, yeah. Remember, rate me, subscribe me, let me know how I'm doing, just in case you don't listen to me at the end of the show. I want to make sure you know how much I really do appreciate when you listen to me and how much I do appreciate when you let me know what you think. So the more you do that, the better I can help you and give you that author and hopefully do what I do best and give you a good show. So thank you again, and I look forward to talking to you at the end of the show. So I'm here with Jeremiah. I'm per- forgive me, we just actually went through this and I've already messed it up after practicing. I'm here with Jeremiah. <laughs> Jeremiah has written a book about, uh, well, it's actually a book called Hive. It's a sci-fi book, but as everyone knows that been listening to this show, it's always better for the author to go through and describe their book, talk about it. Jeremiah, thank you for being on here. I appreciate taking the time. If you could describe a bit about your book and tell people about yourself a little bit, we can go into our conversation. Yeah, for sure. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, the book Hive, it's a alien invasion story where pretty much humanity was invaded by aliens a few years ago, and then they thought they defeated it, but then slowly the alien is coming back, and it's slowly revealed that there's more than one would think. There's a lot of fun twists and turns to it. Um, I'm who I am. I'm a writer, and I'm a stand-up comedian. Uh, and right now, I'm working on the second novel in that series, so... Hopefully, if people pick it up, they can uh, check the second one out pretty soon. Well, that sounds good. So, with your book, does it start off where they're fighting the aliens the first round, or is it picking up after that, almost like a dystopia, they're rebuilding, they're thinking they're good? What is the start of the book at? Yeah, the start is actually on the second round. So, it was like there was a big battle you know, beforehand, and this is now kind of the fallout of that. They know they didn't fully beat it. They're trying to get the last, you know, the last remnants in there. But then, you know, they start getting pushback from those remnants. Yeah, so it's a little bit after. It's more of a dystopian, what happens after an alien invasion. Okay. Yeah. So is the society in crumbles, or what is it? What are people looking at? Because I've read some alien invasions where it's been... Because I, I love sci-fi and fantasy, and I'm, as much as I try to act as adult as I am, I am a pure geek when it comes down to it. Yeah, same, So, same. <laughs> with that being said, 
I've read books where it's either been the aliens really didn't destroy anything. It was just a battle. Some cities had some landmarks destroyed, blah, blah, blah. And then other ones, it's been humanity's rebuilding almost from the Bronze Age. Yeah. Where where does yours go? Um, it was, It's a lot of humanity rebuilding because they still have it's pretty much the world that it's in is the w- world got pretty technologically advanced, mm-hmm. um, you know, with stuff like plasma weapons and all that. But because of the war, a lot of that has been lost. So it's a lot of and there's a lot of military powers which has taken over. And, you know, old governments have fallen and, you know, new ones have taken, you know, hold of different areas. So that's kind of the it's, there's a lot of savagery. aspect. All right. So it's. Yeah. So the world map is no longer what we picture it as. Yeah, Countries, exactly. governments, that's all changed. Yeah. Is there a specific group or a specific person that's the hero of it? Or is yes. it just kind of a group of people that you follow along with? Well, I mean, I wouldn't describe the main character as a hero. <laughs> that's all the right, thing. So he's, not exactly, he's not exactly the best guy at the start, which is kind of the point. Um Right. It's a very military-based government, so there's some. I won't go into too much backstory of what it is because that's explained later. But it's definitely like the military powers are the ones who are controlling things, and they're not exactly the most honorable people. Um, yeah, that's what I'll say. Okay, that. so basically, he starts off as a real jerk or somebody that you don't admire too much, and so he goes through and uh, imagine. A lot of it's just because of society as it is. Yeah. You can't always be flowers and cheery and all this. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean that makes sense. So you don't always expect the in a dystopia people to be the friendliest and the nicest of people. Yeah, that's true. So what made you decide to write this sci fi book the way you are? Um, pretty much I just had an idea in my head. It just like it just kinda of popped in my head. Um of a plot twist, which doesn't exist in the book anymore, but it was like, (laughs) I had this idea of like, oh, these military characters running from this hive mind force, and then they use a uh, EPM, and then that kind of disables all electronics, and then that ended up disabling one of their allies, which they find out is an android. That was just the idea that popped in my head. That's not in the book anymore. That was like a (laughs) twist. So that idea, that's where the whole book kind of stemmed from. I don't remember where it came from exactly, but... It was just a small image, and then that's where everything came. So basically, I'm assuming you do what's called pantsing or discovery writing, where you uh, just start writing and see what happens kind of a thing. Or do you- Yeah, I actually do both. Like, I do both planning and uh, and pantsing. Uh, it's just a mix of the two. I just find that, like, with plotting, is like you get a good, strong structure, and you have an idea of where you're going. Right. Sometimes those ideas don't really aren't natural to like what the story <laughs> is or like right. you write as well. So, you know, that like, you know, there's sometimes yeah. your characters might not do the thing that you thought they would do as you get to know them. Right. Well, I know for like my style, when I tried, I've tried that whole outline portion. Right. And by the time I'm like, I tried a fantasy seven book series, started outlining it. Outlining just makes me end up hating the book. Oh, I'm really? sitting there going, okay. oh, I had I had a um, fantasy world, the maps, everything, characters drawn out. I mean, I had everything to where if I pick it back up, it's I'm going to just delete the outline and see where I go with it because okay. 
I had, like I said, I just ended up hating the book, and I've tried that two other times, and each time I hate the book by the time I do it. Interesting. Where when I write, I just, I'm sitting there waiting to find out what happens, and that yeah. excites me more. So, so do you have, like, uh, any idea of where it's going? Or, like, major, or you just, like, I'm just going to start and just, like, see where this so goes? I start, like, for me, I started with a concept of my my character was this farm town kid from Ohio and he started off just selling drugs because he wanted to make money, et cetera, et cetera. And I actually wrote the second book first. I did it backwards. So when I wrote the first book, I ended up doing it like a prequel, but so I knew where I had to go. Okay. But a lot of the stories that went into the first book to lead up to how I got the character into where he was for the book called Country Secrets, that there led it more of he knew where he, I knew where he had to go, but I could fill in the stories. Okay. And knowing the ending is never the hard part. In fact, um, I've had people tell me that they just write where it starts, this location, yeah. and where it ends, and then from there they go on. Okay. So I've talked to on and off this this author blur podcast i've talked with many authors that's gone on and told me about different ways they've done things okay. and so when you write do you know where you're ending or do you just kind of have a like you you said you plan out so yeah what what do you know before you start well the ending is planned like i know i just i i'd say like where all the characters end up is planned uh i'd say like about I'm like 50% planned, 50% uh, on the fly stuff. But like with your book, the second one, like when you like wrote like the second one or whatever, was that one released first and then you released like what would have been technically the first one? Well, so I released, when I did mine, I released the second book first. Okay. And I had, I had a bunch of things running through my head that was unanswered questions about how this happened, what happened and all this. And then I got some emails and messages and friends of mine said, you know, there's a lot of things that you mentioned. How did this ever happen? So I'm like, you know, because originally my first book was supposed to be a standalone one time done. And then I was going to write something completely different. Right. So instead, because I had all these different questions, these different things that I was talking with people about, I decided, you know, and I had said there's actually a lot of stories in the first book of things that I did as a child okay. that I knew at that age, like I always love telling there's a story in there where the character's trying to impress this girl and they're in the middle of this town and she dares him and his friends to go streaking. So, and mind you, it's a bit in the winter time. The deal was is all you can have on is a pair of socks and shoes. Yeah. So the guy said he would do it. The main character Scott Behrman, he agreed he can do it. So he wanted to prove to this girl, you know, there's nothing I'm afraid of. I'm a... Or, whoops. I guess I'll be leaping out my own... own (laughs) But he's trying to prove that he's tougher than he... That anybody's giving her that she thinks he is. So he agrees doing it. Well, when he does it, he's running down. He has to get down to the corner, do, I think, a couple jumping jacks, and then come back, and then he wins the bet. Okay. Well, what ends up happening is he gets to the corner, 
he go- starts to do the jumping jacks, and some car headlights shine on his bare butt, his bare back. Uh, yeah. When that happens, he turns around to see that it's a local cop. Oh. And all of his friends see the cops. They run. They get back into the house while he takes off another way because he knows he can't get back in the house. Right. And there's a quite a bit of a chapter dedicated to the things of him running away, him getting, like, hiding underneath a pickup truck. And I can tell you from experience, in the middle of winter in Ohio, in a small farm town where you have lake effects and things like that, where the wind will just... You can be wearing sweaters and jeans and all this, and the wind will still cut through you. I can tell you that when you're underneath a pickup truck in somebody's cemented yard, cemented driveway, bare butt, that is cold as the day. (laughs) So, like, I put things like that into my story. Right. So, with yours, what did you do to put... Because you're a comedian, so I imagine there's humor in it. Yeah. So what did you do to bring your book to be more than just a a straightforward military sci-fi type of book? Yeah, I think uh, like you already mentioned it. I think for me, like the humor was a big was a big part of it. There's a lot of humor. Um, And that's even something that's been mentioned to me a few times. Like people really like how funny it is and people were surprised at how funny it is. That's like a really big one. Um, I think I have certain subversions on the genre that I don't want to go into too many plot details because this is later Understand. On, in the book, but there's just like certain subversions of like what you would think would happen at the end of a story like this. And this is a series, so it's like what happens with these certain characters, it kind of uh, takes certain tropes of the sci-fi genre and slowly flips them uh, on their head. So that's something I really enjoy doing. Like, right. um, yeah. So yeah, it's just like, yeah. And like in my second book, I have like a certain character who has like, you know how there's like the farm boy uh, mm-hmm. fantasy character thing. And right. I'm kind of taking that character and kind of making them a villain because usually that's like supposed to be the hero. So right. like the idea of like, yeah, it's something I haven't seen before. So I just like, you know, taking things and flipping them. Yeah, that's really fun to me. Understand. And it sounds interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, so now what kind of humor are you using? Because I've watched on your website, one of your stand-up routines oh, so yeah. <laughs> do you yeah. use that same type of humor kind of the witty just punch catch like the smart the smart comeback smart hit type yeah. of comedy or is it more of the dry comedy sarcastic what it's, kind do you go for a mix or do you do a mixture of it it's definitely a mixture because the comedy comes from the characters um certain characters more than others like i have a comic relief character who has carries most of the comedy but sometimes it might be the situation like you know there's this kid character in this sci-fi story and you know kids are sometimes funny so that kid isn't trying to be funny but they're just like humorous in the situation so it's a mixture of like the witty stuff and like uh situational humor um but it's not actually as dark as my stand-up humor my (laughs) stand-up humor is a lot darker but i understand yeah so now, with your book, where do you kind of aim it to be for which kind of audience? I mean, is it a sci-fi genre for adults? Is it young adults? What kind of sci-fi genre is it? I definitely consider it to be bordering for new adults. I think it's like, it can be an all-ages thing. It's the, the series is a little dark, so I wouldn't say it's YA. But I think like teenagers could still enjoy it. 
Um, but right. that's kind of a, I, I say it's mostly new adult. Um, and it's soft sci-fi, so it's not like it's super complex, super dense. This is this book is actually really short. It's more of a novella because it's only like sixty-five thousand pages, and the later books are bigger. But so it's very uh, it's a light, you know, simple. Sixty-five thousand words, you mean, or yeah, sixty-five thousand yeah. pages. No, that, yeah. Yeah. A, yeah, just a little a light, sixty-five thousand pages. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> light read. Uh, yeah, sixty-five thousand <laughs> words. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of the style that I went for. Okay. Yeah, I mean. Novellas are actually quite great, especially for sci-fi. And if you're doing a series, do you have a plan of how far out the series you're planning on doing, or is it just let's yeah. see what happens? Yeah, I have uh, I have the plan. I have like the major beats for all the books. It's going to be a long one, so it's, all uh, right. Yeah. So are you going to end up doing a prequel explaining the beginning, or is that going to be a spin-off kind of series? Uh, it's more of a thing of because this is the series is going to take place on different planets, so okay. the story is one planet, and you know I'm gonna just it's every the series is just gonna be like year by year, like going forward. I'll explain stuff that's like okay, I guess this is like this is like major spoilers if I get into time stuff. So I actually gotta, <laughs> uh, but yeah, right. it's just like yeah. Um, so basically, just, you're giving people a look back in the book of what happened, so that. There's no reason to write the prequel. People know yeah, exactly. the situation. Yeah. Because to me, a lot of prequels are, like you said, there was a war prior. Yeah. And so the prequel would be probably explaining if you did it. But if you're telling about the story prior in the book, like, oh, the previous war, I remember this or this happened. You don't really need that prequel unless you just get bored and you need to kill time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was thinking about doing like short stories. During that time, but I, I don't know. I, I don't. I'm not really good at short stories right now. So, well, actually, short stories they're pretty tough because you figure it this way: a novel, you have all this space to put in all the details, lead up to things. Where a short story, you're you have a little space to get all that same information, get that same adrenaline and same emotions that you're trying to get, in just a lesser grab. Exactly. Yeah. So short stories are great. And I know like my third book I put out is a collection of um, what happened after stories. So Ooh, they're just okay. a bunch of short stories of this person. This is what happened to them yeah. and through in little adventures, things like that. Yeah. I mean, shorts like a collection of stories is always good. And it's something you can do in your spare time, I imagine, yeah. or if you have spare time. I know any more spare time is a tough thing to find for a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what else can you tell me about this book? I mean, so far I know it's sci-fi, it's a war. What about the aliens? Are they humanoid aliens? Are there different types of aliens? Is it one? You said there's multiple planets, so I'm assuming there's multiple types of aliens? Uh, well, this alien is, it's essentially, well, a hive mind. So it's just, you know, it can take over, it takes over human bodies. And then once it takes that human body, that person is now in control. That person doesn't control their, their body or their thoughts and everything. Once it's all under it, it's, you know, has a central hub and it's explained where and how that control comes from. Um, but it's mostly based through like touching human in, a human. And then once they touch it for long enough, that's now part of the hive. Um, yeah. All right. Almost like a parasite type. Yeah. Of. Like a parasite, kind of like the Borg of Star Trek. I've heard kind of thing. That kind of okay. Thing. Yeah. So 
what made you decide to go with a hive mind type of what led to that? That was just like in the original uh, thought, like the original vision that I had in the first book of just like, oh, all these characters are being chased by this hive mind of like all these bodies that had like kind of been synchronicity. And I always found that idea terrifying of like, because with, you know, another with a, like a human enemy is it's like there's room for error. But like, I feel like if there was like five people who have like the same mind after you, that would be terrifying to me. Anyway. Oh, yeah, I yeah. could see that. Yeah. So basically, you started with an idea that scared you, yeah, and then you started working off of that. Yeah. All right. So when when did you start actually working on this book? The first. Oh time? man, I think I must have started in 2019. I think it took a couple years to write, so I think it was 2019. Um, All it right. Took about, it took two years, and then yeah, and then I put it out, and then yeah, so it was two years. All right. Yeah. So and then. This one that you're writing now, do you have yeah. a title thought up or do you are you still working on that or do you have a timeline that you're expecting for that? Yeah, I uh the title is Finite. Um and I expect that to be out probably like uh next spring, next year. So spring 2023. Okay. Yeah. And is there any insights on that coming book you can give us or is it too uh, many spoilers yes. to hide mind? Yeah, no, definitely. I can give you uh it's a, uh, it's the sequel, but it's uh, loosely connected and slowly okay. as the books go on, they'll slowly weave together. But this one is a fantasy planet. Um, at the end of hive, you get a little preview of what that is. And you know, it's a, uh, it's bigger in scale and it's a little more complex and, there's more answers as to certain things that happen in Hive. All right. So are, yeah. is your books going to be able to be standalone books to where you can pick up any book and read it and not be lost? Or do you need to do it in order? No, it has to be in order. Uh, but Hive Hive actually started off as a standalone. But mm -hmm. then slowly as I was at finishing the final draft and slowly starting the second book, I was like, I think I can connect these two. And I'm happy I did because Hive could be a standalone, but now it's tied to this whole saga. Okay, I understand. Yeah. So what else about it? I mean, can you give us a little bit of insights of, is this based on the North American continent? Where's this, where's the Hive mind actually set to be done at? Because you yeah, said that based... all the countries are no longer. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's, it's kind of just based on like uh, Canada, because you know i'm canadian so it's just like it's based off of you know well north america but like just kind of based <laughs> off of british columbia if right. british columbia had like fallen but it's kind of kept vague as to it doesn't at no point does it ever say canada it's just right. kept vague as to because that stuff is long gone by the time the story came. understand yeah. so when somebody's reading it they're going to be getting a lot of the scenery a lot of the descriptions of the area is going to match what they would see in the canadian area yeah. Or the British Columbia area, you said, yeah. right? Yeah. So, all right. Do you use any, like, existing locations that are there as examples in the book? Or is it all just devastated, rebuilt, everything's new? Yeah, it's pretty much mostly devastated. I didn't use any specific locations. I just gave a lot of the uh, wildlife and a lot of the nature. That was kind of the vision uh, that I had. Okay. Yeah. Now, forgive me, because I'm not familiar exactly. I know there's, like, mooses up in Canada yeah. <laughs> and bears and things like that. Other than that, I couldn't tell you what other wildlife is there, yeah. which I know is kind of sad to say. But what kind of 
how does the animals do the animals actually even play a part in the stories or is it just I ran across the look at that moose let's stay yeah. out of his way or anything like that the animals actually do play a small part because um, the hive mind kind of has the ability to take their power and transfer it to animals as well that, that's something that happens later in the story but I didn't like but it's uh yeah that's kind of this role that they play uh no moose though i didn't do any moose so <laughs> it's like uh, i've never even seen a moose <laughs> that's like is that a canadian stereotype like <laughs> you know like... i'd say i have a um a four-year-old son oh. and he likes to watch this show called wildcrats well oh yeah i'm familiar yeah they talk about like the canadian area where they're up in north america can Canada, and then they talk about the mooses and all this stuff, and like, um, what is it? I think I've heard some of these shows that he's watched talk about mooses in the Pacific Northeast or something, so up in that area, I know there's mooses. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, when I was growing up, I hate to say it, there was always that joke about Mounties riding mooses through the woods of Canada, so... Yeah. (laughs) I mean... At least from where I grew up, it was always a joke about mooses in Canada. So, oh, okay, but again, yeah, you I can grew see up... a moose. You just have to go deep in the forest, like to <laughs> away from the cities. But you know, it's all right. Yeah, like I said, I have no idea, and I grew up in a small town in Ohio. So, hmm. literally, we used to have one flashing red light there. From what oh, I'm told, whoa. we don't even have the flashing light anymore. Oh my god! How so, many people in the town? Oh, I couldn't tell you. I mean, literally, I would ride when I remember growing up, I would ride my bike from one end of the town to the other in about 10, 15 minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So (laughs) it was when I say small town, it's a small town farm town where there was more there was more tractors than people. Oh, I mean, my my high school had a thing called tractor day. And the worst thing about it was is the tractor. Every farm kid would drive their tractors to school, and it would be miles of tractors that would just hold you up. It was one of the few days of the year you were allowed to be late for school and not get in trouble. Nice. I I remember that, and I joke about it all the time. Right. I I live outside of D.C. now, where anybody out here has no idea about that. Right. So so with yours, do do you use a lot of the Canadian, um, oh, I guess I bet... Since, like, for me, when I wrote my book, I used a lot of the mindsets and the different environments and way people talk and do things from Ohio. Did you use that in your book, or is it because you're still in Canada? I forget if you're in Canada. Yeah, I'm still in Canada. I'm just in Vancouver. Uh, No, I didn't really use, like, the concept of a Canadian mindset or, like, the dialect or anything like that, mostly because it's kind of like the world had that's gone for a while. So it's like, right. It's a new world uh, that's slowly being built. Yeah. Okay. So do you reference any of the past history or is there any sense of time in it or no? Yeah. There's a, there's like light sprinkles of, you know, history of like our time, right? Uh, like little light sprinkles of historical events, but I didn't really focus on it. It was just little, you know, a dash of it here and there. Uh, yeah. All right. So now I know that you have some other things you have to get done, so I don't want to take up too much of your time. Yeah, so no. let me ask this. I have an a profile set up for you on authorblurb.com, 
where people can go see your profile there, find your links. And of course, I'm going to have all of them in the show notes as well. Where do you like people to go to find you if they want to contact you, if they want to ask questions, learn more, watch your um, comedy stand-ups or anything like that? Where would you like them to go to? Sure. Uh, My website is the best place. It's just www.jeremiahu.com. That's just spelled J-E-R-E-M-I-A-H-U.com. If you want to see my stand-up live, I'm actually going on tour pretty soon this summer. So if you're in Canada, uh, I'll be in Prince Edward Island late August. Uh, I'm going to be in Guelph, Ontario uh, early August. And then I'm in, you know, uh, Victoria, Kelowna, uh, and Halifax in September. Uh, do you know, you probably don't know any of those places, but that's all going to be on my site. <laughs> I was going to say there. for yeah. Canadian people, they probably will find it and yeah, enjoy Yeah, if someone's it. Canadian, they can check it out. <laughs> so is there anything else you want people to know about you before we end the conversation with everybody else or is there anything that we need to bring up before we go uh you know just if you, if my book sounds interesting definitely pick it up uh yeah but thank you for having me man this is awesome well, i'm happy to have you on i appreciate your time like uh, i said if you can hold on for me for one moment this is the end of the conversation that everyone else is going to hear we'll talk a little bit afterwards and again thank you so that was the show That was my conversation, and hopefully you enjoyed it just as much as I enjoyed having it. So, as always, go find their profile, find other people's profiles, go to authorblurb.com to find as much information about these authors as you can. I love having them on, and the more that you go and support finding them, introducing yourself to them, to me, contacting us, letting us know what you think, buying our books, things like that, It makes everybody happy, and it also helps me be able to keep going on this show. So thank you again. Rate me, review me, visit authorblurb.com. Give me as much information as you can. I constantly am trying to improve the show so that I can give you basically those authors that make you happy. I'm reaching out to different authors, and I still am accepting authors to contact me because, well... I like hearing from authors I don't know about yet, and I want to share. So if you do also have an author that you think is worth finding out, email me about that. I'd love to find out more about them and even possibly talk with them. So again, thank you for joining me. I hope you uh, join me on the next episode, the next show. I hope you go to authorblurb.com where you can find out more information about everything that I am doing here. Find out about the authors themselves. and. Find out all the other shows, where you can watch them, listen to them. Yeah, that's about the gist of it. So thank you again. Have a good day, and I'll see you at the next show.